0: that time again folks another episode episode 16 grill how long steak mister 10 minutes always 10 minutes that's still a quick steak well last time it was seven that well yeah well that was mid-call i am your host robert stills across from me is miss hello echo hawk and isn't this episode Episode sixteen, fifteen, 15, whatever. <laughs> uh, we have Sean Simpson back with us. Yes, we do. Say hello, Sean.
1: Hello, folks. Thanks for having me. Uh,
0: yeah, we decided to do two, two shows to get caught up. Uh, our show was late last week, so we're just going to go ahead and record another show for uh, next Tuesday. So we're back on time. Uh, once again, we are still recording in Seattle, Washington, South Lake Union. At Studio 212, Uh, this is a production of the Soundcasting Network, and uh, we're not going to do an update for work this week, because last week we went pretty long on our update.
1: We did. I talk a lot.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, we decided to have Sean back. Uh, I think Sean uh, gives good commentary, and I like him. He's my friend. So if you don't like him, I don't really care. Yeah, he's great. Uh, email me, growhowlongstakemister at (laughs) gmail.com and tell me or hit up our subreddit page. Uh, Sean, do you visit uh, Reddit very much? No, actually
1: I I, I need to start doing that. I I don't visit Reddit much, but a lot of my friends do.
0: Your personality seems tailored to Reddit.
1: You would think. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm still a Facebook, Twitter guy.
0: Yeah, uh, download mm-hmm. that Reddit and-, and Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. I will join you on uh, bashing. Uh, we're under the Kitchen Confidential uh, subreddit. Oh, on Reddit? Yes. Okay. Um, so two weeks ago, uh, we discussed, me and Hello, decided we were going to discuss the new, uh, Michael Pollan's new television show on Netflix called Cooked. Yes. It is a four-part series. Have you seen this?
1: No, but everyone's talking about it, so I got I canceled my fucking
0: network. Flicks. I, I need to get that. I'll hook you up with a password. Shout out, shout out, James Yader. I, I use his, <laughs> I use his password. Thanks, James. Thanks, Taylor, for his HBO Go too. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Joel, uh, who's in user disagreements here at the podcast, uh, the Soundcasting Network, for his uh, Hulu Plus account. Oh, well, you got Wanna the hookups. Sharing all of is it. caring. Whatever. Yeah.
1: Seriously, but now tell me, tell me a little bit more about this cook because it's all the rage.
0: Okay. It's so good. So Michael Pollan is a writer, food writer, not a chef. No. Amateur cook. Uh, He writes, he's very anti-GMO, anti-big farming. Mm -hmm. Um, He likes to talk about the basics of cooking, the science, um, the, you know, the, get back to the roots of (laughs) cooking. Alton Brown-like. No, no. He's not on Alton Brown level. No,
2: because Alton Brown, he gets down to like- The the nitty-gritty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very much so like he wrote Omnivore's Dilemma. Have you ever heard of that book? No. No. Well, it's like corn is in everything, and corn oh. is like you know has all this the GMO. Devil. It's going to kill all of us at any it's second. It's very highfalutin.
0: I've heard um, that. I've heard that. So so yeah. two weeks ago we covered his first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did I don't know about fifteen minutes on it. The first episode was fire. And he discussed uh, cooking over an open flame, uh, the communal aspect of an open fire, uh, what it means, kind of a little bit got into the science of, of what actually happens when you cook meat over an open flame. Okay. And so, episode two was titled Water. Why?
2: Yeah, I'm still confused on why it was.
0: I hope that water. everybody at home is watching it with us. Everybody that I know that I've talked to, uh, mostly I've been talking to people on Reddit about it, uh, have binge watched it. It's only four episodes. Each one's an hour long. Okay. Uh, this one was water, but I'm not sure why it wasn't titled water. Uh,
2: I, yeah, I don't know. I was very, very confused about that. Tell
0: the listeners what they went over on this episode.
2: Um, so they went over like pot cooking, which is, I think, the only reason why it was why it was labeled
0: water. Yeah, they went over over pot cooking and he he went to this lady in Berkeley, California who Mm -hmm. teaches pot cooking and she said one thing that really got on my nerves. Maybe you can answer this and I'm not sure but this (laughs) rubbed me the wrong way. They were talking about browning their meat in the pan uh, while they were cooking it and she said that it gives off a natural acidity from your meat when you brown it. No, I've never heard that. Neither have I, and Neither I don't think I. that's true.
1: I love the flavors you get from deglazing the pan from from cooking that way. Well, mm-hmm. she
0: well it's it's one it was one pot cooking. But where's the acid coming from? I don't know either. No I idea. couldn't figure it out. But mm-hmm. she was talking about one pot cooking. So she seared off her meat. Mm-hmm. Um she then she threw in her onions mm-hmm. and her aromatics and what else? Is she put in mirepoix.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: What did they call it in Italian? Sofrito. Sofrito. Sofrito.
2: It's what you add like when you do a uh, risotto,
0: yes. Um, so and then they, they put it in there, they browned that up, got those translucent, and then did and they deglazed it with uh, it looked like beer, yeah, beer. Um, and then she put the meat back on top. I don't even know what kind of cut of meat it was, and okay. then she put it in the oven and cooked it for three and a half hours, slow and low, mm-hmm. right? Not probably hard. The stew meat. No, no, it was a nice... It looked... Was it beef? It was beef. Big ass piece of beef. Beautiful. And it wasn't like a hind or like a shoulder or anything like that. Was it a chuck roast? Mm. I'm not sure. They didn't say.
1: I mean, if she's cooking it for three and a half hours, it's breaking it down. Yeah. Super
0: slow and low. uh, Pulled it out. And that's about all that... But there was no water used. I mean, they talked a little bit about braising. And then they started to get on their uh, soapbox. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, they talked about like why this was like important and how it was like I don't know. It, it was definitely not my favorite part of this whole episode on how they like went into all of it. You're killing
0: me, hello. <laughs> so they said humans have been cooking since prehistoric times, you know, over the open fire, and they said it wasn't until man had created pots and pans to where they could actually start creating cuisine. So you couldn't mix ingredients until you had something to mix them. Well, out. that makes sense. So th- there was no specific kind of um, style of cooking until the invention of pots and pans.
1: Which well, other th- than roasting on an open flame.
0: Yeah, that's it. Okay. Me- meat's meat, and that's what they were saying. That, you know, meat... It, it, no matter, If you get a goat in... Um, South Africa or a goat in Siberia, it's a goat's a goat. You know what I'm saying? It may be because what they eat, their different diet, it might taste a little different, but you're still roasting it over wood. Yeah. Okay. Or this, something. This is back before the invention of charcoal and stuff, you know? So Couldn't
1: they cook them stones back then too, though?
0: Yeah, but the, the stone's not going to infuse any flavor into it. Well, that's And true. you're not mixing anything in the pots and pans. So yeah, they, they said cuisine wasn't really created until, and I don't know if that's true.
1: Well, that part I understand. I mean, logically it makes sense.
0: Yeah. If anybody knows how they got um, acidity from searing a piece of meat, please let me know. Yeah. Email us. Because
2: you like paused it, and we both looked at each other and we're I like, said "What?" That's, yeah,
0: I was like, I looked at her and was like, "Is that correct? Am I wrong here?" But where would that come from? Maybe her terminology was wrong. I didn't like the look of her I face don't know. either. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because that's important I when watching a cooking oh show. The bitch is ugly. I, I just
0: said, I was just like, I don't like the look of her. I don't think I like her. I said out loud. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. She didn't have a trustworthy face. I mean, the, the, I mean, she seemed
2: nice enough. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah, that threw me off when she said that. And I was just like. Nah.
0: Yeah, there was somebody commented on Reddit and said. See, I could
1: see if she thought she meant to say natural flavors, not natural like, acidity. Lucidity. That's so bizarre. No, I yeah. mean yeah,
2: she said sweetness and acidity. Yeah, and because so we like, understood the sweetness and that's what both we talked of those about. Those from the same piece of meat at the same time.
1: Yeah, I of was natural like, sugars what?
0: from the fats, caramelization, I can understand some sweetness. If she had some there.
1: tomatoes in there, then I'd be like, okay, I get
0: no, it. No. No, nothing like that. Um yeah, and then they started going into that, so from this jumping off point, they went from how, you know, it's going to take them so long to braise a piece of meat to where people don't have time to cook anymore. Everything is on the go. They bashed women in that really bad oh, too. Oh man! Some of the comments I looked at Hello and was just like, and it wasn't the show so much, but it was it was going back to the fifties about when women were before processed foods. Get in the mm-hmm. kitchen and make
1: me a
2: sandwich. Get, yeah, exactly. That's your place, exactly. Your place is in the kitchen. They actually put up only in the kitchen.
0: Yeah, they put up a a, a clip of the beef, Leave It to Beaver mm-hmm. and the. Uh, Wally, right? That's the older. Yeah, the older brother. Yeah. yeah. He's talking to his dad and the dad's in front of a grill, grilling up some meat, and he says, "How come whenever we're in the house cooking, mom is doing all the cooking, but whenever we get outside, you're doing all the cooking?" And he goes, "Well, when men are outside of the house, they handle everything. That that's our realm. Your mom, women's rule the inside of the home, and if they're inside of the home, they might as well be in the kitchen." Yeah. And they said that, you know, that back in those days, that was the truth. I mean, that's what women's that's what women did. They kept the Mm -hmm. house clean. They cooked all the food. They made sure you had a well-balanced, nutritious meal. Mm -hmm. Um, They said not until uh, women's rights came through and the right to work and the wars and women had to go to work uh, is where they decided, hey, I'm working, too. I'm not going to spend all work all day and then come home and cook for you. And uh, that's also about the right. Right around the same time that um, the government started uh, using processed foods for the troops over in World War II.
1: Now, let's clarify what time period that would be. I know the woman movement was pretty much the early 80s because that's when the working girl really came to fruition. You're going to say mid 70s. But the processed food started in the 50s, even, didn't late, it? Late 50s. Late fi- okay. Late 50s. I, I want to be sure. Well, mm-hmm. it was
0: Two. I don't know. Do you know when World War Two was?
1: Yeah, well, that was in the no, that was that's in the forties, forties, yeah.
0: So in the forties is when they started having processed food, and then they started for the soldiers, for the soldiers, yeah. mm-hmm. and then the what, and then the women started making it easy. It started being easier for the women to to have other things to do because half the meal was already done. That's TV true. dinners, yeah. all that, so the microwave, everything was done for them.
2: Well, the microwave didn't come until later.
0: Eight, much the, eight, 70s 80s yeah, yeah 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 but but
1: i'm just the,
2: saying, TV but dinner, however, the tv dinner however you are dinner, correct that was yeah, 50s, that was 50s. For sure. but um that's when the the marketing really after the war and everybody started coming back that's when the marketing really started to get heavy when they were like oh you're the women are working now you don't have time to cook you you know you're tired you can just pop this in the oven you know oh I forget what commercial it was, but it was this family of four. It's
0: KFC. The, yeah, it was or,
2: KFC.
1: Or Swanson. Or it's yeah. Swanson. It was yeah. yeah, it
2: was a Swanson. It was a Swanson. And there it's this family of four in the living room and it's like this voiceover guy and he's like, Oh, the husband is sitting here and there's like two kids and then the wife is like, Oh and then the, the guy is like, Oh, k- dinner is almost ready. You you haven't even started. It's almost dinner time and then the wife is just like, Oh I got this and then she goes to the freezer and then she just grabs some TV dinners and pops it in the oven and he's like oh look at you and it's just like that's you know it it, it, it makes it so it it, it creates this whole thing of like you you make dinner and the whole family community community um, so simplified when you do that
0: well, the thing, the thing about it is, is is it took it took all the labor intensive and all the time out of cooking. Mm-hmm. It made it, it made you have more free time. Uh, they said that uh, today the average American spends about 27 minutes a day cooking. That's either grabbing something out of the kitchen, out of the fridge and putting it in the oven. That's 27 minutes a day day okay. they said compared to 1955 that's half the time the average time of cooking a day was one hour you which know seems low to me
1: when you're saying that I'm trying to think in my mind of what I've done over the last couple of weeks and and I'm, I'm probably averaging anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour myself personally
0: Yeah, but you cook a lot that's true I also cook a lot at home yeah hello yeah. she eats out a lot
1: I do well, because she lot. works in a kitchen, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't go home to cook in my kitchen yeah. after cooking with someone else's all day either.
0: Yeah. So anyway, the episode gets in, starts getting real deep into processed foods. They went and visited the. They started talking about. Um, Overseas, how they are now uh, Americans are so turned off by processed foods and uh, grab and go and fast food and they're trying to eat a lot more healthier now. So now they're turning their eyes to consumers in other countries, third world countries, cool. uh, where access to uh, food is scarce. So they went to India and they showed uh, China, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And... Uh, They went into the whole, they, they had, they did a whole, they did a whole segment on Postmates in Mumbai. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was G. I mean, I was, uh, what's the name of those, the lunch pails they have over in, they're called Tiffins. Uh, Tiffins. it's a lunch pail? It's a lunch box like, in India. Okay.
2: Yeah. It's like a stack of like what
0: four, five of metal canisters hmm. that stay warm. Mm-hmm. And I think in the bottom they have a heating, something that heats Some it. Some kind of unit. Yeah. And then they stack four. That's that's your kind of courses. You got a soup, you got your your roadie, mm-hmm. you got your chicken, and then you have your lentils.
2: Rice or uh, whatever. rice or whatever
0: it had to be, but it's cooked at home by a a woman or a family, uh, and then the father, or whatever, um, grabs a stack, and he's a stack, and he puts it and he hooks it on the side of his bike, and he rides to these downtown office buildings, and it's just like Peach or Postmates does here. If any of you guys yeah. don't know, uh, Postmates is a delivery service here in Seattle. It's also in other cities, but you have an app on your phone, and you can order from any restaurant, and they will have a Postmates carrier, almost like a pizza guy, but he goes. They Postmates puts the order in for you, somebody goes and picks it up and then walks it, bikes it or drives it to your home mm-hmm. and no money is transa- transacted. Um you just cake the food and you eat it. Whatever you want. Taco Bell. I mean, I've done it.
1: I've- you know, there's places like that back east, 20, 25, 30 years ago, a place called a takeout taxi or Meals on Wheels. Yeah. Same kind of concept. I understand. Yeah. That.
0: And so Peach. Peach is also a company. Marcus and Jessica are friends to own a deli downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, they There's a company called Peach and they offer... Uh, they. Well, I don't know how many restaurants. Maybe twenty, maybe thirty. I'm not sure. But each restaurant or lunch spot offers two men two items, uh, either a sandwich and a salad, or a soup and some other small like dish. It's
2: a it's a vegetarian, a light, that, and a meat option. That's
0: right. You are correct because you have worked peach orders yes. before. Um, and then it's you have annoying. you have your peach order, and somebody comes and picks it up for the company, or you drop it off at the location, and then. At that office building, somebody comes downstairs and you just pick up your order. Hmm. So they were talking about going how they're marketing uh, quick and easy foods overseas, and they were in India and they were talking about how in India, you know, to be married you have to know how to cook, but nowadays who they don't have they have they have to work, they have no time to cook, and so now Nestle has opened up a giant facility. Go figure. Yeah, they opened up a giant facility over in India, and they're testing. And what what what's some of the things the the chef in that Nestle? Oh, I got heated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was did. a guy who said he worked at a Michelin uh, several yeah several uh, Michelin rated restaurants, and he knows flavor, he knows food. But no, yet-
2: there was he said that there were several chefs there that had worked in Michelin rated restaurants.
0: Feeding yeah. bullshit to the poor and impoverished people of India, and then it showed up over. Yeah. The- Why would they do that though? To make money. Wow. On yeah. for Nestle. For Nestle. For Nestle.
2: Yeah. <coughs> so they were the. What they showed was that they were making chicken tikka masala uh, noodles.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: and they had uh, what were they putting into it? They had
2: garam masala.
0: Yeah, they uh, had like four different types of noodles, and they started saying this one has more of this and this one has more. And it's the all Uh the bullshit that they put into it, uh, the preservatives. Yeah, Um, and they're saying trying to get the flavors balanced to where they can have find the cheapest form of noodle and way to produce this product (laughs) Mm -hmm. for the best flavor. So they're trying to find a good balance in between cheapness. And flavor. Yeah. And they had they had chefs in there that mm-hmm. were cooking real tikka masala uh, on skewers yeah. and open fires. And they're like, okay, now we're trying to make this.
1: For this amount of money. For this T- amount of money. How can like we this. taste
0: this? Make it taste like this. And then they showed up an overweight family in India yeah, and wow. showing the children they're ordering KFC. And that's delivery. normally not the case in India, right? No. 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 No, but they're showing how they're it's skinny folk. You no, know, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> they're showing how it's moving out of out of the United States. Wow, um, and how people are trying, of course, to, leave it to the Americans to go
1: poison the rest of the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. with with our
1: obesity and our I don't want to say gluttony.
0: I don't want to say it's the Americans. I say it's the capitalists. Um, not all these companies are American companies.
1: Nestle is an American company.
0: Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I I always I thought unless I'm mistaken, as I was a child, I thought Nestle was chocolate. I mean, well, that' because
1: that's how we're raised. Yeah, of course. But um, no, they do all kinds of foods. Nestle, yeah, actually, they yeah. steal
0: water from Flint, <laughs> Michigan. Too. Yeah, they do. So, um, yeah, this episode doesn't really focus too much on water, but it focuses more on uh, healthy eating. He- yeah, talks a lot about how in 1980 um, you couldn't. There was not not one case of a child having uh, type two onset diabetes. Wow. And now it's it's, It's an epidemic. It's an epidemic. They say 8% of all Americans have some form of diabetes. And the reason why is because all the processed foods that they're all made with salt, sugar and fat, which all attack your dopamine and your receptors, your pleasure receptors in your brain. And they're all loaded with that. And that's how they keep you coming back for more.
1: You know, I think most Americans are wising up to it, though. Now, now it's coming full circle It's it's come back around To healthier choices And healthier eating I mean just look at what uh, Michelle Obama's been doing In the schools And trying to get Healthier options Into the schools But Arnold was doing
0: that In the late 80s With the uh, You are uh, Get fit <laughs> What was the name of that Do you remember that know. Yeah well he was He know. was a
1: juice pig At the same time but <laughs> <laughs> At any rate um, I didn't
0: have TV back then <laughs> No I remember uh, They did the, What was that called When you were in High school Or elementary school It was that exercise You won the awards For doing so many sit ups And so many pull Ups. oh god and george bush's that? old ass couldn't even lift a weight remember oh, he I was I remember
1: i'm a little older oh. than you guys but I, I do remember when that was happening
0: so i mean every president some upside i mean they all try to focus well for on, me
1: personally fuck man
0: jimmy carter was a farmer
1: for me personally um oh, i, I you, you know true. i mean i love to indulge and i love to to just eat rich fattening things um and working in the baking industry currently for the last 20 years uh, you know, I've put on some pounds, but what I do in, as far as shopping now is I've learned just stay out of the middle of the grocery store. That
0: That's you funny. Just you mentioned that. that. Stay yesterday. out of the middle no, of the grocery they, store. No. You stick to the outer rim <laughs> and you are good. No, they mentioned that in this television Did show. Did they? Sean, yeah. is not, Sean is not seeing this television show. So he says, when you walk into, the, and we'll get more about your dollar when you walk into a grocery store in a minute, mm-hmm. but uh, Michael Pollan says, you know, when you walk, when you have one dollar and you walk into a grocery store, if you go for all the processed food in the center of the store that's all canned because it's cheaper. It's cheap. But I told her I said I stick to the outside, outer rim outer rim, all your fresh baked goods, all your vegetables, all your meat, all your dairy yeah. is mm-hmm. all on the outside. You yep. don't need to go in the middle. I buy canned goods uh, but that's that's only you know just to have on backup. Just in case
2: yeah. we should do a supermarket psychology episode
1: at one point.
0: Sounds good to me. No, it's
1: a great idea. And, you know, interesting thinking about that. Um, it, it's also product placement because most people are going to gravitate towards the middle mm-hmm. just naturally. So that's why those aisles in every grocery store. I mean, you you can pick whether it's Whole Foods or, or Safeway or Albertsons or what have you. QFC, Fred Meyer, um, some of the local stores here. They're all designed the same way as far as where product placement is because the mentality of the human being automatically makes them draw towards the center of things. Um, it's just human nature. It's your eyesight. And then that's that's how they get caught buying all that shit.
0: Yeah, I mean it this episode does have nothing to do with water, but... No, not at all. It's, it's a decent episode. It opens up your eyes to, you know, the shit you eat, man. No. I mean, I... I don't know I date a girl that is very very health conscious gets on me all the time about my weight and what I eat and and I, but I like shit food you know I, I enjoy it. it It, but you were raised that way that's why exactly as I was mean, I yeah so she's kind of you know she wasn't programmed that way no 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 <laughs> she was not programmed that way but we've been doing we've been doing some gardening, gardening and I actually shout out chef Dennis Johnson uh, he moved out of town and his uh, garden was open for pillaging and I Weather. Oh my god! And I scored a shit ton of beets, a shit ton of carrots, a shit ton of collards. Check out all them herbs. Uh, yeah, got got it all. Got sage. Dried out some sage. Nice. I mean, we got all sorts of stuff. Parsley for mm. days. Replanted that. Um, yeah, it's delicious. You know, it's just people don't have space. They don't. They don't know. They don't know how to grow their own food. I mean, imagine if the grocery store shut down. Who could survive?
1: Majority of us wouldn't be able to. Although, you know, be honest with you, we have friends here in town and, you know, we're in Center City, Seattle. Uh There's nothing but water and concrete. Uh We have several friends that have pea pods here yeah, and they grow their own shit.
0: There's also a lot of rooftop, huh. rooftop, Garden. gardens. rooftop gardens.
1: I mean, that's I, I mean, Seattle is somewhat of a healthy but, but, city. But that's yeah. for the
0: affluent. True. That's you. Yes. You go into some some urban, some of the more urban areas or even some of the lower some of the buildings where the the you know lesser live And low income you can say Yeah uh, and they're all on EBT And a lot of They don't know how to cook With fresh vegetables No
1: because when you come from poverty Like I said it goes back to what I was trying to convey earlier You gravitate towards that center It's halfway done it saves you time You just put it in a pot you eat it up you're good to go All that sodium all that MSG it's crap
0: MSG is delicious though it does taste good. M S G gets really, a bad rap. We've really talked about good. it on the show. It does taste good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> one of my one of my old uh, chef instructors, he loved MSG. He's I, just like thi- if if you wanted to like make your food like be better for him, you just sprinkle some MSG on it's it.
1: It's just so bad <laughs> for us though.
0: Yeah. It really is. Uh, yeah, I, I covered I think in one of the earlier episodes, uh, a guy lived on MSG for a week and he put MSG on everything. Oh on my his God, potato man. chips and his soda. Ugh on everything. Okay, that's gross. Uh, so Whatever. MS- MSG has a- their own. They yeah, have their flaws. Whatever. Okay, um, so yeah, I encourage everybody to watch episode uh, two of Cooked. Uh, probably in two weeks we'll cover the third episode, uh, Sean. Yeah.
1: Are all four of them available now on Netflix? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you can watch the whole series now and God, yes. I almost want to go home and just reorder it's, my Netflix to it's, watch this. I'll give you a pass. Everyone's been you. talking about it, honestly.
0: It's, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, it has its critics. I, I, I'm taking it for what it is. Uh, just another cooking show. Um, I I'll watch anything cook, food related. The cinematography yeah. is great. The, it's the music, beautiful. I mean, it really looks good. Uh, it's not. People say it's too preachy. I don't think it's too preachy. I think it's just it's giving you knowledge. He doesn't tell you don't eat this stuff. Uh, right. One guy had a really, really, really good. He was a professor at.
2: I want to say Stanford, but
0: yeah, I, uh, yeah, Stanford yeah. or one of, uh, an Ivy. Well, League they have school. a really cool uh, irrigation program. So he. They so this guy says, "Hey, listen." You eat whatever you want. You want to have apple pie for dinner? Have apple pie for dinner. Eat the whole thing. Eat the whole thing. You want to eat ice cream for dinner? Eat ice cream. Hell, put cookies on the ice cream with (laughs) with your apple pie. All that I ask of you is you cook everything from scratch. Oh, there you go. Now, I bet you you won't be having apple pie for dinner. Or ice cream. Or ice cream. You (laughs) might get some cookies out of it, but it's going to be a lot better for you. You're going to know what's going in to your food. And I'm proud to say that I can make all that by scratch. Mm -hmm. Now, do I take the time out to make all that? Not unless it's an engagement. Not unless we're making it specifically for somebody or something. I'm not just going to have cookies out of nowhere or ice cream out of nowhere unless I go to the store and buy it. Trust me, I always got ice cream on deck at my house. Well,
1: not to get political, but I I think it's just a shame that in 2016 that the government even allows us to consume these products. They
0: don't, they got lobbyists. They don't I know, because it's all
1: about money. I know, it's all about big business, but it's just really, really That's tragic. That's what it is. I yeah. mean, you, it's really tragic.
0: You can say all you want, and I could say, hey, I'll, I wouldn't take the money either. Okay, but if I worked for one, you You know, know, you
1: probably take that money.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I haven't sold out. You know, I've, I've never had an opportunity, really, to sell out, but I stand by, you know. Yeah my beliefs and and I, I'm I'm good at at knowing what's what's right and what's wrong and that yeah I don't want to sell people poison yeah I, I just don't you know I'm proud to say honey hole represent I mean they all they use all fresh ingredients yeah no that's we true. cook everything from scratch so uh yeah we're gonna move on watch that uh episode cooked uh, Netflix yeah episode two uh comment on our Facebook grill how long steak mister um, yeah, email us growholingstatemaster at Gmail. Uh, we do want to touch on one more subject before we go to our ingredient of the week. Um, so the uh, apparently the owner of the former vice president of Trader Joe's.
1: I think he's the former founder. Am I mistaken?
0: I don't know. You said you know him.
1: No, I know he's the president. <laughs> no, he was the he's the president of Trader Joe's Incorporated.
0: What's his name? Doug Roush. D- Roush. Roush. Doug Roush.
1: Yes.
2: Um, yeah, he in um, sh- uh, not Chicago, um, Boston. Boston. I don't know why I want to say Chicago. Um, he started the Daily Table, and it is a grocery store. In, was it in a low income area?
0: Yes. Uh, 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 it's wherever they filmed that movie about the boxer at uh, Dorchester, Massachusetts. So suburb of, of Boston, of Boston. Boston, South Boston.
1: I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with Boston too much, but I know it's it's um, on the outer rim. It's definitely not a nice neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Well, All they right. filmed they filmed Crack in America on HBO there.
1: Oh well, there you have it.
0: There you go. Ooh,
2: well, okay. I never saw that, so well, I don't know. Um, and it is like kind of like one of the stores that we've been talking about that's in France where all of the produce and everything is kind of like donated sort of. It's all of like the ugly stuff that can't be sold to stores because it's not pretty um, or it's kind of not not bruised correctly, you know. So it's it's super, super cheap. Turned it's away. Still, it's still really good, but it can't be sold to like, you know, Safeway. Um, and so it's it's in this low uh, low income area, and um, these people can buy healthy, good, delicious food for super super cheap that they normally couldn't be able to buy. It, it,
0: it it's like it's like a Whole Foods but low income. Yeah, they have chefs that that work there that make grab and go meals. Uh, fresh produce, they have eggs for cheap, dairy. Please let's
1: specify, the products are not low income either. I mean, there's no. quality products. This yeah. is
2: super good stuff.
1: S- some products for a dollar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they advertise that, um, and not- nothing's bad, eggs, dairy. It, I was talking about, there's there's a store uh, in Seattle, Washington, I'm not sure where else they're at, uh, but it's called Grocery Outlet. And there's one in the central, district by my girlfriend's mm-hmm. house, and they have fresh organic meats, and uh dairy and produce hella cheap hella cheap yeah. i bought some hummus there the other day for a dollar 29 and it was expired that day so it huh. was on the shelf of the 8th and we bought it for twenty nine. She best believe I ate that shit up right then there that day <laughs> with some pita chips. True, yeah. but,
1: you know, Daily Tables is, is you know, not to start judging levels of grocery stores, but Daily Tables, a little bit of a, a higher-end concept than what uh, the outlets are that you'll see, the grocery outlets. Same kind of thing, but um, this guy is bringing in only fresh ingredients, only fresh produce. You know, the outlet stores are kind of like, uh, you know, that particular hummus that you had was sat on somebody else's shelf before it got transferred right? there. Right. That is not the case with this. This is yeah. not a grocery outlet. This is a new concept where this guy is saying to America that you do not have to, just because you live cheap, doesn't mean you have to eat cheap.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in this article it says, with over 30% of the national food supply wasted in the U.S., there's plenty to go around at affordable prices. So I'm so, so happy that this guy has done this. I think it's brilliant. Because this is, uh, it just, it makes my heart so happy. That it really does. It, this is amazing. I hope I ho-
0: Seattle gets one. Longer. Yeah. I'm hoping the concept catches on. I mm-hmm. really do. I just mm-hmm. don't, I don't know how, I don't know how it's happening. He says he works with multiple vendors who he buys directly from. It's so got
1: to be local farmers. He's not though. going third party. He's yeah. not
0: going third party. Yeah, He's going direct to the buyer. I mean, for, for the seller. The question is, can he make money doing it? I don't he, think that's his point. I don't think that's what he's I, trying to do. That's the only way he's going to be able to expand. To, yeah. He's not he,
1: going to spend his own millions of dollars to do was this. It, isn't he making money from
0: Trader Joe's, though?
1: Well, he's no longer working for the company, but I'm sure he has shares, yes. Um, but, I mean, this guy's not out to save the world by himself. I, I, I would think that the community's got to get behind it and support yeah. it.
2: But I'm sure that he also has like partners and stuff yeah, with I'm this. Yeah, I'm sure. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, the problem is, is you can lead a horse to water, but are they going to drink? And right. the same concept's going as with we talked about already is that far- we get farm out? farmers markets already have started taking EBT. And nobody's is going. There's no farmers markets in low-income areas of town. No. No. And, and, you know, in impoverished areas. So the, these people don't know where to go. Um, they they don't have a farmers market down the street from them. They no. don't. They don't even know how to cook the food. They don't have. Give them some raw beans. Tell them tell them how to cook.
1: Seriously, you know. Unless they're from the
0: south,
2: I was just about to say. Unless they have a grandma,
0: right? There you go. We talked about that uh, two weeks ago on the show about. Cooking food mm-hmm. down south and where the the history of of where uh, pitmasters because Pit. I mean,
1: that's all they had well back right. then um, but I just I love this daily table idea I think it's brilliant I'm glad you shared the article with me I'm gonna actually share it with my employers tomorrow morning um, just a just a great
0: concept yeah we're gonna we're gonna post it on our page uh, when we release this show next Tuesday um, and uh, that's gonna bring us to uh, ingredient of the week bam bam indeed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> We have picked out ricotta cheese. Yes. I don't know why we picked that out. It was just something that was on my brain. I don't know, yeah. Uh, ladies first?
2: Um, yeah. Oh, no, that is not what I wanted. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to be making orange ricotta pancakes. Ooh. Yes. Um, so you're going to need one cup of all-purpose flour, one tablespoon of baking powder, a quarter teaspoon of salt, um, one 15 ounce container of whole milk ricotta, two thirds cup of milk, one zest of, sorry, zest um, a whole orange, two thirds cup of orange juice, um, one half teaspoon of pure vanilla extract, a quarter cup of sugar. Oh my God, there's so many um, things. <laughs> Lots <of> cake. <laughs> yeah. Um, four eggs separated. Um, one tablespoon of canola oil. Okay. In a large bowl, whisk together the flour, baking powder, and salt. In another bowl, whisk the ricotta, milk, orange zest, juice, vanilla, and sugar until smooth and set aside. Then beat the egg whites in another bowl until they're stiff peaks. Combine the ricotta mixture with the dry ingredients. Then fold in the beaten egg whites um, in a large nonstick pan over medium heat. Evenly distribute the canola oil. Um, then um, Evenly distribute uh, some pancake batter into the pan. Cook until you know bubbles appear on the surface. You know, guys, you guys know how to cook pancakes. Um, flip when <laughs> it's all over, and then enjoy with whatever kind of toppings you want.
0: Well, sounds delicious. Yep, yeah. pancakes. Mm, those are some decadent pancakes. They
1: are. They sound pretty decadent. <laughs> God, I'm just thinking about them. I'm not going to eat any lunch after that. Johnny C? <laughs> you know, I'm going to skip mine today because, you know, I, I don't have all my, I can give you my ingredients, but I don't have my specifications on actually how to do it. You know, the interesting thing about my style of cooking is I cook to taste. You know, I don't do measurements. Baking, which I work in the baking industry, it's a science. You know, you have to measure everything out. But with cooking and playing in the kitchen, you just have to, you just have to cook to taste, you yeah, know? You're
0: quitting on us today.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I'm quitting on you today. You, you, you can. T- okay, fine. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, uh, one of the appetizers I like to make at some of my dinner parties are the um, risotto balls or rice balls. They're called arancini. Uh, arancini, very good. That is actually the technical Italian term. Um, simple recipes, very easy to do. You know, you got your orzo rice. You have your Parmesan, grated, of course. You have parsley, salt, and pepper. Uh, ricotta cheese, I like to add into the mixture before I actually breadcrumb and roll the balls. Um, you can actually add onion if you'd like to. I don't, I just stick to very simple, clean, you know, your rice, your parsley, your salt and pepper, your ricotta cheese and your Parmesan cheese, you know, then you, uh, roll those into a nice, once you get the mixture all mixed together, you roll it into breadcrumbs. I uh, take a skillet on medium high heat and I just brown them. You only brown them. eh, It takes them one or two minutes while you're rolling them around, pull them. I like to dab them on a paper towel, let them soak, sit there and let the oil pull out of them. Then I bake them in an oven for 15 minutes to 350. And then you just use them. You can you can eat them as, just like that or dip them in a marinara sauce or a pesto sauce. They go great with everything.
0: I've had them. They taste delicious. delicious. All right, I'm going super simple, people. I'm going to do a, a garlic rosemary ricotta dip. So what Ooh. you're going to need is you're going to need a sprig or two of rosemary, about two or three cloves of garlic. Uh, you're going to need... I don't know, a fair amount of ricotta, uh, some olive oil, and one baguette. Okay? You're gonna wanna get a medium saute pan. You wanna hit that on medium high heat. Uh, you're gonna throw in some uh, olive oil. Uh, you're gonna want to throw in your minced or sliced, however you'd like your garlic, uh, you know, depending on how much garlic you like. Uh, you wanna get it. Translucent, Not too brown. Um, then you're going to want to toss in your ricotta cheese. You're going to want to layer that ricotta cheese nice and flat, about a, uh, maybe an inch thick. You're going to want to uh, mince up your rosemary. Put it over top. Hit it with a little bit of salt and pepper. Um, you know, don't even have to salt it. Uh, just fresh cracked black pepper. Uh, throw your rosemary. Throw your, uh, so throw some EVOO on there. You want to toss it in a 375 degree oven until that uh, ricotta gets nice bubbly brown. Pull it out there. Toast those baguettes uh, slices off. Mm. Dip away. Sounds delicious. Delicious. Okay, we ran a little um, long again today, but I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Sean for staying around. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I I love Sean a lot. I do love you. You know that, right? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I want to uh, thank the Soundcasting Network for hosting us. Um, Yeah, I just want to encourage all the listeners to give us us more feedback. Hit us up. uh, Email me at and hello at grill how long steak mister at gmail.com uh reach out to us on facebook and instagram it's
2: grill how long steak mister
0: and then on our twitter's it's gonna be
2: how long steak mister <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, thanks everybody uh, we appreciate you uh tuning in for another episode and we will see you uh next week Ace grill how long steak mister five minutes out
2: eat a dick bitch